Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with today's conversation about resilience. But first, if you're interested in creating a better life, having a better career, please visit kintsugipodcast.com and grab your free workbook on how to have a better life. In it, you'll discover tips and routines so you can find the energy for the things and the people who matter most so you can create a better tomorrow and create the life and career you desire. I recorded this conversation about resilience back in February because we were focusing on building strong relationships in life and in career through my leadership academy. This conversation about resilience is about your most important relationship and the emotional labor it takes to make it as strong as possible. I hope you like it. And if you have a question about today's conversation or really anything else, please visit kintsugipodcast.com and leave your question, and I will do my best to answer it on a future conversation about resilience. Hey there, it's Michael. Well, in this video, you'll discover how to improve your most important relationship to create the life and career you desire. All this month, I've shared tips on how to improve different relationships in your life, from dating to marriage, from risk to fear, and even your health. But this one is special. It's the deepest, and it's essential if you want to create a better life. So if you're ready, grab your coffee or your favorite beverage and let's dive in to help you create the joy and success you want out of your life and career. Now, if you've seen the first three videos, you know that we were celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary in Costa Rica and the trip was awesome sauce. It was a blast. It was Pura Vida, as they say in Costa Rica. But at the end of the day, we were just tourists. We weren't citizens. We didn't dive into the core of the country. We didn't go off the beaten path. Instead, we chilled at our resort. We skimmed the surface. We did all the fun stuff like zip lining. And I realized that being a tourist is easy. Being a citizen takes commitment. But we did what most tourists do. And in many ways, we act like tourists in our own lives, in our own careers. We chase the shiny object, we skim the surface, and we avoid the hard stuff. We hesitate to go down a new path, one that could help us create the lives that we desire. And we do this all the time in corporate America within our careers, at work, when it comes to training and development, growth, all that jazz. We spend a whole bunch of time, energy, a ton of money on personality assessments. And yes, I'm certified in a few offsites, team buildings that at the end of the day, just skim the surface. We just end up doing the fun stuff, which again is awesome sauce because who doesn't like an escape room or an ax throw, although the latter is a little violent. In all those training and development activities, we avoid doing the hard stuff the hard stuff that will bring about lasting change. We fail to dive deep. We stay on the beaten path. We follow the same old script. We avoid the emotional labor that's needed to talk about that elephant in the room or to open that can of worms or just have a moment where we feel uncomfortable because there's tension, the type of tension that can help our teams work better together. And as a result, serve our clients and our customers better. Instead, we walk around with our armor on, our masks on, a whole bunch of shift that we hold inside, expecting that it's going to get better when, that what when is the someday in the future. And if we repress all this for long enough, our win becomes a high-speed collision, which we believe is something that will happen to the other guy or gal until it happens to us. I was 33 when I had my high-speed collision, and I feel lucky 
that I had mine so early in my career. Back then, I knew my Myers-Briggs. I knew my disc profiles. I could recite them by heart. I knew all my strength finders. I listened to cassettes because that's what you did back then. I read all the books. I went to seminars. But I wasn't diving deep. I wasn't applying things. I was just a tourist, not a citizen to my own life and career. And I'm sure you know other tourists as well, from millennials to Gen Xers. And these tourists aren't wearing fanny packs or wearing bad Hawaiian shirts, but instead they seem to have all that in a bag of chips, but aren't full inside, unless you're talking about all the stress that they're carrying on within them. Or they throw themselves into their work and they're, they believe they're so busy, too busy to do you know, the main thing on their to-do list, which is living, because they're so busy with their transactional to-do list. Or they haven't figured out yet how to hold enough space to be one, self-accepting, and two, thirsty for more. They're unwilling to walk through the messy path, the messy part of life, to experience all that life has to offer. Because they haven't realized yet that if you're willing to feel everything, then you can do almost anything. Because emotions ultimately drive behavior. So when we talk about relationships, the most important relationship you have is the one you have with yourself. So here's the question. Are you being a tourist or a citizen to your own life, to your own career? Being a tourist is easy. It's transactional. Being a citizen is damn hard work. It takes emotional labor. It takes commitment. And it's the only way to create lasting change. You know, we have a common limiting belief that we can't do the hard work at work. But how true is that? Is that just a limiting belief? I'm not suggesting that we go from zero to 60 or TMI or full Monty. I don't think we're ready for that. But if we don't talk about the elephant in the room or open that can of worms, then we're destined to work and live in it, which I'm not sure about you. It sort of sounds disgusting. Doesn't seem like the way to create the life and career that we desire. I believe I survived my last bad day for a reason. It's to help you become a citizen to your own life and avoid your high-speed collision. I don't think people have to go through what I went through to have the awareness to make that shift. So I say this from experience. Spend time each week working on you, working on your self-care, shifting that conversation you have with yourself, working on your awareness, and making damn sure that you have the right people in your Peloton, the people who will bring out the best in you. And also this, to be more of a, you know, of a citizen, not just a tourist. Be a citizen to your own life and career. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back in a minute to answer today's question. But first, if you're interested in strengthening your leadership skills and creating the career and life you desire and preventing those bad moments, which we all have, from turning into a bad day, then check out my Leadership Academy. I built it for leaders who don't have access to an executive coach or an executive mentor, but are thirsty for more. They want to create a better tomorrow. You can go to kintsugipodcast.com and find the link that will take you to our Paceline Leadership Academy, and you can discover how to create a better life and a better career. This week's question comes in from Becky. Thanks for the episode about imposter syndrome. I've dealt with it over my career, and it's horrible when it strikes and pays me a visit. You mentioned you've dealt with it as well, Michael. Can you share more about your personal experiences with it? So Becky, happy to. I'm a big believer in being transparent. 
And some of my most powerful episodes with imposter syndrome struck when I got promoted or reached a new level, like when I was national sales director. I believe that the only reason I got promoted was I was the only one willing to do the job from New Jersey. And that feeling of feeling like a fake or a fraud or not being qualified paralyzed me for the first three months during my promotion. But then I started working on the tips that I shared in our last conversation about resilience. And those helped me get unstuck and start finding some small wins, which helped me get momentum. The next time it happened was during a entrepreneurial conference. I was with a whole bunch of high-level entrepreneurs, and I didn't feel like I belonged. But I found those tips again, and then I found my calm. So I'm always willing to share other tips with you or talk it through with you and others if imposter syndrome ever strikes. It's perfectly natural and very human. And where I can help, I'll be very eager to help. Thanks again for listening and being part of my Peloton. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this with someone in your Peloton. And until our next conversation about resilience, have fun storming the castle.